Welcome to Walk with the Wise, along with First Presbyterian Church of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where you'll find a joyful community on our way to becoming mature human beings that go out to love our crazy world. I'm Pastor Dan Snyder, and I'm here as always with Andy Kendig. Hi there, Andy. Hey, Pastor Dan. Thanks again for joining us. However you found us, I'm glad you found us. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends, with your family. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also find more information about FPC at fpclancasterpa.org. Dan, we got another wonderful wise person of Lancaster joining with us here today. Yes, correct? we do. Yes, we do. And uh, and before I introduce her, I'll just say that every time I introduce somebody and you tell them that they're wise, their immediate reaction is, well, I'm not sure about that, but uh, it's usually last. We end up at the yeah. end going, "Wow, we really did get the right people," <laughs> because true. we just love uh, introducing our listeners to uh, the wisdom that people gain from just doing their ordinary work that they do in life. So today we are here with the executive director of the Mix, that's on North Street, uh, on in the Seventh Ward of Lancaster, and uh, we're here today with Kiana Bowman. So, Kiana, thank you for saying yes and joining us today uh, in the uh, the pantheon of wise people that have joined us. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't know about the wise part. See, <laughs> it happens every time. <laughs> but thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, and we're glad to be a longtime partner with the Mix here at First Presbyterian Church. Uh, we're so proud of the work that uh, has been going on down there for, for years. And um, one of the main features, the the, the um, hallmark features of of the mix is the after school programs that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, right now um, in 2023, after school programs are really, really critical, especially after COVID. And a lot of our listeners might not know why that is. So, can you take a little time to tell us why after school programs are so important in 2023? Yes, absolutely. Um, you're right; they are critical. Um, a lot of our families today, they're, you know, they're working families and they really um, just need a space for their children to go. That They know they're going to be safe, um, cared for, and they're going to have access and opportunities um, to do different, you know, ex, you know, enrichment activities and things like that. So it's very important, um, definitely for our working families. Yeah. So it provides uh, like a supplement to the education, helps them to be able to get homework and stuff like that done. But what a great support to working parents, too, to have that kind of uh, assistance for them. What are some of the programs that uh, you offer in those uh, uh, down at the mix? Yeah, so right now we're doing um, homework help. We've always kept that Mm -hmm. as a foundational part of what we do. And I think the thing that makes us unique is that we can, um, from school year to school year, summer to summer, we can kind of tailor our programs to the needs of our community, needs of our students and families. that's terrific. So this, uh, right now, we're in the space of doing a lot of um, arts whether it's performing arts, um, regular arts, media arts. So we have um, a full student media center now that students can access and do um, learn about photography, videography, podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, they're doing some performing arts and theater and workforce development opportunities. And um, obviously we always have the sports and recreation programs. And um, so those are kind of the staples of, of what we're doing right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun, Andy, to get uh, a student from the mix to come and be on our podcast? They could probably you know, they show probably us a thing or show two. Show us all the things <laughs> that we're still learning <laughs> down there. That would be oh, that would be terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I saw there's a, a, a music mixing studio down there as well, yes. and you do a lot with the arts. Yes, in that area. we do. That um, the studio was actually gifted to us um, uh-huh. by a local um, entrepreneur, yep. T.J. Griffin. T.J. Griffin, Creative uh, Hope yeah. Studios. Yes, I'm very familiar with him. And um, yeah, they raised the money through the extra give a couple years ago, and totally surprised us with it. And um, our students have loved it. They they're in there, and we have a gentleman, Alex Cologne, who does the Ripple Creators Program. Program, and he's the instructor for this, the um, the music recording studio. So yeah. they're learning a lot. They're learning about engineering and recording and all the things that come along with you know the field of music. And um, they're performing their own songs and doing all of that stuff. So wow, it's That's really awesome. been great. Yeah, all that stuff sounds so fun. Yes. I mean, if I were, we were a kid, I'd want to be down <laughs> at the mix. And it's so much more fun to do your homework with other people, with friends. Yes, than to be at home by yourself trying to. You know, do catch up on the homework stuff. Mm-hmm. So some of this changed, and uh, it would, I guess the way to ask what I'm trying to say is like, how did you, how did COVID change uh, the way that uh, the programs at the mix mm-hmm. um, were done? I mean, I'm assuming that suddenly you had a capacity increase or something like that. Yes. How did that go? How did COVID affect you? Yeah. So at the height of COVID, um, one of the biggest changes that we made initially was um, when the school district of Lancaster decided that they were going to do all virtual learning. We literally took our program model and threw it out the window because we could no longer do that. So we have this 25,000 square foot building sitting in the middle of the city. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know what, we're going to pivot and we're going to open our doors all day long. So we were there from seven in the morning to four in the afternoon, just like a school. Um, And the students would bring their iPads in. A lot of them didn't have access to Wi-Fi at home. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to, you know, create a space where they could access Wi-Fi. We did the whole six feet apart and every classroom, every inch of the building was utilized. And we had 80 to 100 students every day for about six months while the district navigated through that that season um, until they could reopen, you know, safely. Yeah. So that was that was a big pivot that we did during COVID. And then since then, you're right, we have seen a tremendous increase in the need for after school care um, and programs like the mix. Um, all last year, school year, we uh, had a waiting list of 70 students. Oh, my. Yes. And not because of staffing, um, but right. it's just because of, you know, resources and, and things like that. So. Wow, that's yes. remarkable. You know, I'm thinking of those first few days of COVID when we didn't know what was happening. And I remember the school district closing down and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, to keep educators uh, healthy and safe as well as children. And I'm thinking of the sacrifice that your staff made yeah. in that time of uncertainty mm-hmm. to step into something that other people weren't as well. I mean, we thought that the best thing to do was to just kind of pull the kids and put them in the room by themselves. But your staff... Was willing to open the building and be there when the whole rest of the country was wondering whether that was even safe. Yes, that is remarkable. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I think it showed us how resilient we can really be. Um, mm-hmm. Not just the staff, but our students as well. Um, right. If you come by the mix, our fence. There's a huge sign on the fence that says "I am resilient," and it just reminds us every day of that time that we were able to, you know, 
you know, push through that season. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just assuming this, that there were probably many parents that um, couldn't make a choice to work from home, mm-hmm. that were also frontline workers that had to go to their physical jobs. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly the children, we had to think of, what am I going to do with my kids? Yes. Yeah, and, and what an awesome response. I'm so proud of you all for doing that. Boy, applause, <laughs> uh, applause for that. Um, so, yeah, now how long has the mix been serving that neighborhood? You, uh, you've only been there for... Uh, it's almost eight years. Eight years. Oh, eight years. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, wow. I've, been, I've been with the mix for eight years, um, okay. serving as executive director for four years. Yeah. Um, but the mix has actually been, well, it's been around for, we're going on 40 years 40 next years. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been serving in the Southeast for, I would say, about 23, 24 years now. Mm-hmm. A long time. It, that That is hard. That's a long time. And, yes. and how is it, how is mm-hmm. the mix different today mm-hmm. than it was uh i don't know we could probably go back when it started that's mm-hmm. but uh, i do remember um being down there when it was our place and before they had the new facility down there and it was it's very different now it's uh <laughs> it's a really modern looking facility yeah. very cool and uh so anyway, how has it changed? Yeah, I think, um, well, a couple of things come to mind. So when the mix initially started, we really targeted um, teens. And okay. so it was really a, a space for teens to, you know, they would gather them. And um, it was during the height of like, you know, the gangs and things like that. And um, a lot of drug activity in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where the target was. And now we serve all youth of all ages. So mm-hmm. our programs are for um, any student that's in grade first all the way up to 12th grade. So right. and we're even doing some things in the young adult space as well now. So oh, wow. I think that's the biggest, um, you know, the biggest difference from when we first started. And then you mentioned the, the building. Um, that's a huge, huge change from when we first started. Um, we definitely have this great resource that we're able to now serve our students and families. Yeah, it's a beautiful building with a great gymnasium mm-hmm. and and uh, food service area and yes. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tremendous. And you, and you serve children and youth uh, from beyond the school district, school district of Lancaster, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, yep, it's where our programs are open to any student in Lancaster County mm-hmm. um, and beyond. As long as they can get to our building, we're, we're here to serve them. That's great. And also, not only during the school year. Correct. Right. You have, uh, what other programs do you run when it's not school, um, uh, when school's not in session? So we're doing a full summer camp. So okay. we do a, a six to eight week summer day camp where we're serving, um, again, any student that can, you know, get to our building. Um, so we have them from all over Lancaster County. And typically yeah. it's a different um population from school year to summer like we don't serve the same exact students which is great because then we can expand our reach um and i don't know why that is but we you know we get some that will roll over from school year to summer but it's typically you know we're able to engage more students you know during the summer versus school year because they're not within the proximity of you know of the mix during the school year yeah so that's been great as well because we're able to reach more families yeah i I know i I, my two children were always looking for summer programs mm-hmm. and things to do in places like the mix and mm-hmm. s- some of the other places around the city that just gives them parents different opportunities yeah. because similar to COVID 
you we got to keep working <laughs> you know and all of a sudden the kids are like i'm home for eight hours during the day and you're like what am i gonna do with you and yeah. you find a place like the mix that has these wonderful programs yes. that you know can bring the kids in then that's mm-hmm. and also it diversifies your choices Absolutely. you know yep. which is great that's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. yeah and a great staff i mean how do you find awesome. your staff oh. i mean where do they come from <laughs> They're, um, it's a good, good mixture. So we have some, you know, some that are coming as interns and then they stay as, you know, we'll hire them on a staff. Um, but it's usually word of mouth and just people hearing about the great work that we're doing and they're just, you know, they want to be a part of it. And so we typically don't have an issue with staffing. Whereas, you know, sometimes I sit around tables where we're, you know, discussing different issues within the youth, you know, serving, uh, field and, you know, there's a there's a shortage right now of staffing. And yes. we've, thank God, never, we haven't had that problem. Wow. So, yeah. yeah and, oh, I'm and, so glad to hear. Yes. And it's it's great because it allows us to be consistent. Um, and that's what our kids need. They need consistency. So mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of turnover, which is which is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's evident that the staff that you have, the tour that I was on there, and then also interacting with them mm-hmm. at the... Uh, your annual fundraiser banquet. I mean, it was clear those staff love mm-hmm. children and love what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, that really, kids know that. Kids yeah. can sense if they, you know, if uh, the people that are working with them want to be with them. Yes. And uh, it's clear that your staff does. Mm-hmm. So well done as the director, <laughs> keeping them motivated. So what attracted you to, uh, interested you mm-hmm. in working uh, for the mix? Um, that's a good question. I actually, um, I've always known about the mix. I grew up here in Lancaster, so I'm, I'm born and raised. Um, and I was actually working at another um, company and I needed to have child. I needed to have my son oh. go to summer camp. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. ironically, um, <laughs> so I remember going on my lunch break one day, going to the mix and picking up a uh, application for him to go to summer camp and um, the director at the time was there and they were going for this grant at the time and we had worked in the past on some other things and so that's kind of how I got back involved with the mix I came on board and was doing some work part-time um, with the DMC stuff with working with uh, uh, police and youth and trying to build those relationships and then from there just kind of evolved in wow. my role there well good for yeah. them <laughs> for a spot new to, to get in there. And, yeah. and uh, so, uh, you know, I, I guess along with that, what are some of the things that you've learned about uh, yourself that have made you feel like, boy, this is the right thing. This is the right place. I really fit here. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, it, the ministry aspect of uh-huh. it. Um, I'm very involved in my own local church. Um, so minute, the ministry part of it is very... And much, what's your local church? Uh, Journey Church. Journey Church, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part of it is very, you know, it, it's that's my heart. Um, I have a heart for community. And so, um, so yeah, I think that those are the, the two things that really drew me to want to be a part of, you know, what's happening. And just, again, growing up here and knowing the needs of, you know, the youth in this city. Um, and I think that's what really kind of pulled me in. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to kind of do your passion. Yes. Every, uh, every day. Every day. It, it fits with that. Yep. I am a mixed kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You know, say a little more about that. Like, um, uh, if you if there was something you could do more of that you could see the mix do more of uh, related to your passion because you know the, mm-hmm. it's got this long history 
coming up on 40 years of things that they're good at, that everybody in our city relies on you to do. Mm-hmm. And if there's something you're saying, boy, I would just really love to see us do even more of this. What do you think that would be? Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to give that one a little bit more thought. Yeah. Because I think we do, I think the unique part about what we do is that we can be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're not tied to, you know, we're not governed by a state regulations or rules. And um, so, as I mentioned before, we can, we can pivot and meet the need, whatever needs are there at that time. And so um, I think we do a great job of responding to that. Um, And I think that's the beautiful part about the mix and, you know, just about who we are and what we do um, that we're able to just, you know, to do that at any moment. Yeah. 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 That really, I, I agree with you. I think that is what makes the mix such an incredible asset to our city for for young families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the ability to continue to pay attention. I mm-hmm. I sort of caught uh, you saying that earlier too. How you you take a look at uh, what the demographics are of your group and make mm-hmm. those adjustments along the way. You're not yes. stuck with saying, "Oh man, yes. this is what the state regulations are that we got to do." And, yes, and uh, and all that. So what um and what sort of uh, uh, resources are available to the mix to keep all of the program going. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that much of it comes from congregations yes. and uh, faith-based communities that are that really believe in what you're doing. Yes. Um, are there other streams of income that, uh, or uh, volunteer income that you know volunteers that help? Uh, yes, we do have volunteers. Oh, you do? Um, yes, mm-hmm. we do have volunteers. We have um, individuals who will come in, you know, on a regular basis. And we always ha- always have groups that are coming in to do different specific projects. Um, and that is, you know, that's critical to what we're doing, um, be able to, to be able to sustain what we do. Um, but we also have grant funding. Um, so we're getting into a lot of that, that space now mm-hmm. where we're um, tapping into different grants and things like that. Um, and then we have foundations, of course, that will support us. So yeah. those are the major streams of, of revenue that we have um, would be like churches, individuals, um, grant funding, and then foundations. Mm-hmm. So so do you have a volunteer coordinator there that if... Uh, if a congregation or somebody from that's listening would want to be involved, they would reach out to the, or should it come through the church? How do we do that? Yeah. So we have, um, on our website, there mm-hmm. is, um, which is, uh, Okay. Uh, you can go on there and there's a whole section that tells you, um, how to volunteer mm-hmm. gives, you know, all the instructions on that. Okay. The application is there, um, information about clearances, um, or if someone just wants to give us a call, we do have someone that um, mm-hmm. helps to um, to monitor all, all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll take volunteers um, to, like, pull weeds, too, yes. right? You'll take... Yes. There's all kinds of stuff there's down a, there that needs to be done. Yep. We always have volunteer opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Why don't we take a breath? <laughs> okay. And all this wonderful stuff we're learning about this ministry. And yeah. uh, you always have some questions. I always have fun questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talk to we them. help helps us to get to know our Yeah, it gets gets to know our guests uh on a maybe a lighter side. Mm-hmm. Um so Kiana, I'm just gonna uh, quick ask you a few questions here. But first one, uh always a good one. If you had a superpower, what would it be? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, I, I would, think running the mix is probably it a is a superpower of its own. Yes, <laughs> um, I would say teleport. 
Oh, yes. yes. Teleport. That, especially with all the traffic downtown. Yes. Lately. That's uh, even better than being able to fly. It is. Yes. I think we had a guest that wanted to fly. I think I would pick teleport. Teleporting yeah. is a good one. Especially like in thing. Lancaster with the construction. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, your favorite uh, like downtime activity. Uh, oh. Since we're wrapping up summer, let's yes. let's kind of go in that route. Are you uh, are you a beach person, or are you uh, like go for a hike person, or sit by the pool person? What what? what oh, do you I guess it depends on on. I don't know because I, I could do all of those things. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> but um, right now I'm really just loving going out out back in my house, and I had this hammock chair that I bought, and it oh. just. It's beautiful. Just so that, I'll, yep, great. just that's it. That's, that's all, all I need. need. That's good. <laughs> oh, a good yes. But I do love the beach and I do yeah. love to travel. Um, so if I get time to do that, I definitely. But the hammock chair the is hammock a lot chair closer is, oh, than the beach. It yeah. feels like a daily mini vacation. Oh my gosh. Like a hammock chair just makes you feel like you're on vacation every day. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. If you had one snack food that you had mm. to choose. What would it be? Oh, my. Oh, that's a hard one because I love snacks. <laughs> um, or maybe I should I should narrow it down. Uh, sweet or savory. Maybe, maybe oh, that'll help. Absolutely sweet. Okay, there you go. Yes. <laughs> that, that, then down. you don't have to pick a, a name brand yes, or anything like thank that. thank you. Sweet, sweet or savory. Okay, so sweet. Yes. Um, and the last one's going to be, uh, it's going to guide us back into some more conversation. Is there a quote that's uh, really guiding you right now? Is there an author or, or something that's really resonating with you lately? Yes, um, there is. So when I transitioned into my role as executive director, um, I, the first thing that I heard the Lord say to me was do the work and I'll send the provision. And that is what I've held on to for the last couple of years. And that's what's guiding me and um, just continues to keep me and and the team just going knowing that you know we're going to do the work every day and he's going to send the provision yeah yes yeah so yeah yeah and that echoes with that i the resilient yes uh, <laughs> that's out front of the mix right there it's yeah. you gotta be resilient you gotta yes. keep working that's great yes i love that yeah. mm -hmm. um, resilience really is an important word mm -hmm. yeah right now and what a great yes. way to connect practically to connect that just do your work and mm -hmm. god will and the, and the provision will follow. Yes. So uh, then you don't have to, because resilience falls apart when we start getting anxious and fearful and yes. feel ashamed or yes. whatever, but just keep going ahead. Wow. Well yes. said. <laughs> Holding on to that. <laughs> so you, you're a Lancastrian, you said, born and raised. Yes. Good. And uh, so from your vantage point at your role at the mix and, you know, being uh, a daughter of Lancaster, you know, growing mm -hmm. up here, what... What are you discovering or or have you already discovered that's really unique about Lancaster? Because, uh, you know, we've had a couple guests here that um, you know grew up in Lancaster as kids and always wanted to leave mm -hmm. or left and came <laughs> back, you know. And um, But what's unique about us that we say, boy, this is really worth sticking around for? Yeah, I think, um, I think community uh. just... For me, that's it. It's community. It's the way that we show up, um, you know, in times like today um, and just show up for one another and pull together. And, um, yeah, I think that's what what makes us unique and stand out.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see that in the kids? I do. Yes. Yeah. That it. So that yes. thing that we all really care about, mm-hmm. we're somehow we're passing it along, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Especially since COVID, you know, we've spent so much time away from each other and isolated that we're really seeing that um, need for community to come back and um, really strongly. And so that's it's for me, it's great to see that because we are better together. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any stories of watching the kids in community with each other? Because I imagine that, you know, uh, unlike the school classroom where they're with the same kids every day. Yes. They come to the mix. Now they're with like a different yes. group, new friends, different values, mm-hmm. you know, because you share values there at the mix. Yes. Around your faith and around Jesus Christ that uh, they can't really get to talk about as much when they're at school. Yes. Do you have stories of their, of the way they are in community? Um, hmm. That's a good the way they support each other. Yeah. And we see that. I think we see that every day, um, mm-hmm. you know, within the context of, you know, what we do. We recently had an outreach event at the mix. And um, yeah, anytime we do things like that, they're always coming together, always wanting to help to serve and set up and, you know, get things done. And so. So, yeah, I think that's I mean, it's part of our values, literally, like one of our values is community at the mix and yeah. um, our core values. And so we've created that culture. And so I think it, they just know it's embedded in, you know, who we are. And we're going to take care of one another um, because that's what we we were created for. God right. created us for community. And um, like I said, we're, you know, we're better when we do that together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see that I, I'm imagining that you also have a way to pull those families together. Yes. As well, too. Yes. Have there ever been families um, who are clients of the mix that go through difficulty that then somehow the community comes around it and the mix is sort of a hub for that? Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing that a lot more now um, mm-hmm. as the needs are starting to, you know, more needs are starting to arise. Oh, you're seeing the needs increase. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and, you know, we've always said if, if we are not a place that can provide the need, um, we're good navigators. So we mm-hmm. we're able to navigate them through because we have strong relationships with other, you know, community organizations in Lancaster and, you know, faith-based um, places and so if we can't meet that need we're always able to navigate them to that and then from there what we see is we see then you know if we let's say we are able to help a family um, then we see them being able to reciprocate that and wanting to you know help you know do whatever is necessary for the next family to you know receive that same type of Mm -hmm. um, you know care as well. Sometimes when they see mm-hmm. how you take care of another family, it mm-hmm. helps them to know, them. oh, yep. wait, this is this is what else we do yes. here. Yep. What else we do together. Yeah, yes. good for you. What are, what are some of those needs? I just would like our listeners to hear your perspective because mm-hmm. we've had a couple other uh, guests come in and talk about what they see yeah. as the increasing needs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, from your vantage point, what are some of the needs that uh, the families and in Lancaster, particularly ones you work with are facing. Yeah. I think the biggest one right now is housing. Mm. It's, it's just, it, you yep. know, it's a crisis. Um, so we can obviously only do so much, but again, there are great places and organizations out there that are doing that type of work. Um, so whether it's, you know, housing or just utility assistance, rental assistance, things like that, um, food, you know, food assistance, and we're able to help with that as well. Um, but I think those are the biggest needs 
mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, another big one that's coming to mind is the mental health. We've really, really seen an increase and a need for, you know, in that space as well. So we've been able to collaborate with um, a couple of organizations and be able to bring some of that programming into the mix. And we're like, that's another um, thing that makes us unique as well is that like we love collaborations. We don't have to necessarily create the program. We don't have to do the work. We can bring in other, you know, people who are doing the work well and be able to provide that, that service for our, our youth and our families. So. Wow. What a mature posture. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. maturity here at this church. Mm-hmm. That, that's our goal as humans is yeah. to see if we can mature and become like Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but a mark of maturity is that we're able to know uh, what purpose and gifts we bring. Absolutely. And then let other people bring their gifts and purposes as well. Yes. And as we talk about community, I think in Lancaster, I would agree with you that mm-hmm. that's just really a mark of community here, yes, isn't it? That, yes. that we're like, uh, I don't feel like I have to be good at everything. I'm going to just say, hey, mm-hmm. let's work together and you do that. I'll do my thing. Yes. And we'll, we'll do it together. You probably are. You get to be in the center of all, yes. all that kind of stuff down there. Yep. And it helps us yeah. to move further, faster and, mm-hmm. you know, and really, um, you know, it's kingdom. Yep. That's a kingdom mindset. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, would you come back again if we asked you? Because I think yes. there's some other stories down at the mix that we would like our listeners to hear. Absolutely. From there. Um, and I would love to get a group. We had a group, we were talking right before we uh, hit record mm-hmm. uh, about a time that uh, one of our members took, got us uh, a tour down there with you. I don't know how they arranged it, <laughs> but uh, boy, if we could get one of those going again. Yes, definitely. And I would love people to just see yes. uh, what the facility looks like and all the things that uh, take place down there. Yes, we definitely welcome that. It's I always say it's one thing to see, you know, hear what we're doing and see us on social media. But when you walk into that building and you see, you know, see what's there and see the space and, um, even see things in action, yeah. it it's it's totally it, different. It really is a gem. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, a real gem in our city, and the people in that community are really lucky to have something as mm-hmm. as great as that program down there. And I do like the idea of bringing some podcast kids in. <laughs> Yeah, from the pod. Who, who's the who's the guy that uh, teaches the podcast class? I think I met him when I was down there. I forgot his name. Or he um, teaches the art and photography. Yes, Joe. 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 Yep. We're gonna have to get in touch with <laughs> Joe. He Andy. would love. He yep. would love it. <laughs> yes, he could. Like I say, he could probably teach us a thing or two. <laughs> We'd have fun with uh, Joe. Have Joe bring a student. Right. Yes. <laughs> See what we can do here. <laughs> well, if you want to learn more about the mix, um, Keanu already said it, but it's themixlancaster.org. I know there's ways on there to find about volunteering, about being a champion, about donating, uh, learn more about the programs that they have down there. Uh, check that out. Uh, just some great information to kind of even go beyond what we got to talk about today. Uh, you can always find out more about us here at FPC at fpclancasterpa.org. And uh, Dan, another great walk with a wise person. And we'll see you all next episode.